Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. This is the Twin Cities Carry Show, brought to you by Twin Cities Carry. We are a permit to carry and firearms education training company based in Minnesota. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram at Twin Cities Carry, or check out our website, tccarry.com. Jim, AJ, welcome. What's new? It's been a little while. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. We're uh, refreshed. So we thought we could go live again. <laughs> mm. Okay. You know, I'm not seeing this on the page. Did you guys get a notification on that? Just now. Hey, look, there we are. Woohoo. Just, <laughs> oh, Just like us. We're having trouble playing the video. No. Yeah, I was about to quote that uh, commercial and say, scoop, there it is, but please don't do that. All right. Uh, Facebook will probably post down at some point in time, right? We're going to talk guns. I have a, a horrible Bring it. flag, right? What's new? It's been, what, a month and a half? Two months since we've been live. Uh, a lot of that was kind of trying to figure out what we wanted to do going forward, right? How did we want to approach this after a lot of Facebook uh, screw skullduggery? Um, trying to not curse. One might even say fuckery. Okay, see, that's what the exact word I was thinking. It yeah. was fuckery. There's a lot of Facebook fuckery at play. Which is unfair. I don't think they're censoring people for calling them out. So I think we're safe. You know? <laughs> we just got to stay away from the G word or something. I don't know. Right. You can't you can't say gun and then you're good. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, I don't I don't understand it. I don't know what their goal is. I agree. It doesn't seem to be it doesn't seem to be anything very specific. Like well, you know, we as a group have talked about this many times since our last show for obvious reasons, you know, and the, the most recent crackdown, if you will. You know, I I believe you guys believe it's all very automated with, I imagine, some sort of human interdiction for appeals or something. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's terrible. I mean, I've seen hunting groups get shut down. I've seen other gun groups get shut down. One of them I'm perfectly okay with. <laughs> um so, and if you know, then you know. <laughs> we saw increased auto moderation of the Twin Cities concealed carry group. We're oh for sure. Are we still on 100 percent post approval? Um no. Okay. So fact, we, I, as a group, I don't think we were. Okay. Um when those things flag, you get you kind of get to pick your actions, and one of them is making that person require post approval. I don't think we ever got to the point where it was the whole group required post approval, or did we do that? I don't remember. I thought we went. We had turned that on manually. You know what? We did turn that on because I approved one today. <laughs> nice. Excuse what me. I be on the ball. All right. Look, one hundred percent post approval sucks. It kills the conversation. It kills the free flow of information, which I'm a little conspiratorial. I think is the ultimate goal of all of this is to kill the communication between not just those that may be labeled conservative or constitutionalist or um, libertarian. What, what are we doing here? <laughs> I, was, I was trying to see. 
that's so pretty good. They've they've upgraded the tinfoil hat. It looks pretty normal now. It's, it's lined inside it's of it. Inside. I got too many comments on it. So. Nice, nice. But I think no, I think they want to kill the whole conversation, right? They want. I, I do believe they want to kill the whole conversation, the whole exchange of information and ideas. That's how they control the narrative. I don't think that that's some big, you know. I, I think quite a few people agree. I don't think it's a liberal, or I don't think it's a, a bend for the conservatives or liberals or this or that. It's, it's just about control. I mean, barring any conspiracy theory, whether that's true or not, it's actually kind of what's happening. So, regardless, yeah, they they don't. We got to watch our p's and q's for a little while, and you know, uh, there was a round of this. What was it? A year or two ago. Yep. Kind of be more than a year ago because there wasn't a lot through quarantine as far as censorship, but it was before then that it, it got kind of hot for a little while and then, you know, it teetered off and now it's come back with a vengeance, that's for sure. I mean, they're scrubbing posts that have been up for years in some groups. Yeah. I mean, I had one pulled down that was almost a year and a half old. I, I have seen posts of people that got flagged from five years back. Not in our group, but yeah. in general, I've seen it. I've seen people, uh, there's definitely been more 30-day bans going around, more oh, yeah. um, just for, it, it does all seem to be auto-mod. Uh, I, I don't understand the overall. Uh, well, I'm sure that one that I had was, was because then I appealed and they said, oh, no, it's fine. But then I thought, well, I'll try to just delete it anyway. And I literally couldn't scroll back that far in the history of the group to get to it deleted without my browser blowing up. <laughs> that's uh, a, that that dial-up internet might have something to do with it. Well, I'm sure it doesn't help. <laughs> I don't know. It's We looked at alternative social media platforms Um Turns out they're not any better uh, from a user interface, from a user base. Uh, you know, Facebook is what we have. Facebook is what works. Facebook's what most people are on. I consider myself a fairly decisive person. I, there are, I mean, obviously, there's things in life that I him and hon about, and through this process. There are a few things that I felt more torn about in what direction to go with this, whether mm -hmm. it's forums or apps or other social media platforms, or I just, there's so many options and none of them ring as like the golden ticket. Well, no, they're all, they're all crappy versions of a crappy service. I mean, they're all just mediocre at best. There isn't, any other platform that just screams do it yeah no i agree so it's it sucks um okay so well, whatever everybody knows facebook sucks everybody knows facebook is i love being on facebook saying facebook sucks it's great <laughs> the duplicity of it <laughs> they're okay with that as long as we don't hold a gun we're, we're you know I guess I can kind of understand the live stream thing. They don't want guns on live streams. And I, I do actually understand that um, because you have guys like the 
Christchurch in New Zealand, where he live streamed the whole freaking shooting of the uh, mosque. Excuse me, not Christchurch, but um, I forget what it was called exactly. So I can understand the auto mod on on live streams. I, I do get that. You you have how many hundreds of thousands of people of people live streaming at any given point in time? Uh, I wouldn't want that crap broadcasted over either. You know, I wonder, you know, and being from Minnesota, one of the, you know, we've had some of the f- largest um, publicly known cop-related shootings. Yeah. And one of the biggest ones that were live was Philando, right, a couple of years ago? I wonder how that plays into this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was Facebook Live. Yeah, and there was another guy just last year in Richfield that went after a cop with a knife, and he was on Facebook Live as well, and he got yeah. he got shot as well. And I mean, obviously these are very local, but you know, Philando was huge. Uh, you know, that was a real thing, and then obviously, I mean, George Floyd, right? That wasn't a live situation, but I mean. Some of these scenarios really, really take place. And I wonder how much of that comes into play when it comes to these live things. Yeah. So like I said, the live, uh, I, I do understand that wanting guns on the live stream. I, I I hate to agree with Facebook. I'm sure somebody's out there right now calling me a bootlicker, but I get that one. I agree with Facebook. And you know how much that irks me. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> all right. So we can keep talking crap about Facebook, but I mean, nobody really wants to hear that, right? We all are saying it. Um, Side note, I was reading an article on Ars Technica. Facebook is going to be releasing a Facebook watch. Try to take a market out of the Apple watch and uh, Samsung watch. You had the exact same reaction I did, which is nobody's going to fucking buy that. There's fuckery at play. (laughs) Nobody wants a Facebook watch. Especially if I can't have guns on it. <laughs> All right. Let's actually talk guns. Because, you know, it's kind of our thing. That's what we told people we'd be talking about. Uh, Utah. Utah went constitutional carry. Hell yeah. Good for them. I mean, I have a little pain in my heart being a gun training company. I have I feel other gun training companies pain right now in the state of Utah. But as a society, I'm I'm all on board. Now they had um unloaded open carry that you could do without a permit before. Um unloaded meaning not one in the chamber. So I mean a lot of people took advantage of that already. Mm-hmm. Um but now, I mean. So we should probably clarify what constitutional carry is, um, which it is being able to carry a firearm without any permit process requirement, any training requirement, as you know, many people would say, <laughs> the Second Amendment is written and uh, is in attendance. So there are now... 17 states that recognize constitutional carry uh, or some form of it, right? So a few of them, they, they have constitutional carry for their uh, 
people that reside in their state only. If you do, you know, you reside in a different state, it may not apply to you. But Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Idaho, Kansas, Kentucky, Maine, Mississippi, Missouri, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Utah, Vermont, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Although I think South Dakota, that one's still up in court. I think they had a setback at a court level, something to do with their constitution. Well, I had a, uh, I have a buddy who lives in Idaho and to, to look at this from a, a class standpoint, a teaching standpoint, like ours is, he said, you know, it, it really doesn't affect permits because people still get permits for reciprocity with other states until constitutional carry becomes generally nationwide. Yeah. I, I don't think, you know, the, the permit process gets affected all that much just because people then still want to carry in other states. Yeah, so you're talking national reciprocity. Yeah, and with Utah, at least, you know, until the ability to get a Utah permit came so difficult in the last couple of years, it was such a popular permit. I could still see lots and lots of people getting the Utah permit permit for the reciprocity it creates in other states. Mm -hmm. I think Indiana was looking at potentially uh, moving towards constitutional carry as well. Um, you know, the, there was a bill here in Minnesota. Um, what was that 2019? Maybe that they put it in. Yeah, it seems like every few years one pops up. Yeah, I think that last round though got got deeper than any other had in years past. Uh, yeah, there's been a, a couple constitutional bills. Yeah, I can remember the three of us talking to some length about it, about yeah. how it would affect us internally, and obviously as gun-carrying citizens. Would it... Ooh. Yeah, mixed emotions, right? Like, Yeah, very. Definitely, like, the extra money that I make. I definitely like the idea of people getting training. I still think people are going to get training. I don't like the idea of mandating training. I don't like the idea of saying you have to have a permit. Um, I will say that this job has uh, tested my convictions on the Second Amendment at times. <laughs> <laughs> More specifically, the right for everyone to bear arms? You know, you meet some people and you're like, Wow. Maybe not a good choice for this You're guy. You're dumb. You shouldn't carry guns. <laughs> but hey, you know what? In human rights, a human right. Uh, I can't, you know, I cannot enforce my will upon other people. At least I shouldn't. You know, you just hope that they maybe get additional training. You know, what is it? I say maybe maybe 50% of the people that run through the class are actually going to carry at some point in time. Maybe 30% of them are going to actually re-up their permit in five years. Yeah, I wish there was a more tangible number. Short of surveying all of our past students, there's no way to know how many go through the process, you know, to full completion. Because obviously all we see is, you know, the ones that complete the course and there's no way of knowing who continues after that. Um, 
I mean, yeah, it's intangible. I could tell you the percentage of people who sign up and don't even complete the course. And I imagine that is a lower percentage than people who finish the course and never apply. Yeah. Yeah. Of the, I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but we got to be in the 300,000 citizens in the state of Minnesota now that have a permit to carry. I would have said 350. So yeah, we're in the same same ballpark. I mean, God, there's got to be easily, easily a million people that have taken the course easily just based on my speculative opinion. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine if a million people in the state of Minnesota had their permit to carry? How much that would change things for us? You know, I mean, we're definitely on the larger side, but I mean, in five years, we've put through ten thousand students. If there's five hundred companies like us, you know, the math is pretty simple. That's half a million in the last five years, but that would be a generous number because, like I say, I think we're definitely well above average so calling us the average is going to skew the numbers well and you're the math guy here so ten thousand students completed there's about a 25 percent non-completion rate currently mm-hmm. so i mean <laughs> ah wow all right so interesting a million a million permit to carry card carrying members in the state of Minnesota would drastically change things. Imagine that everyone who took the course had a permit to carry. You know what? I don't even think it needs to be a million. I think. I'm just going with a good round number. You know what I mean? Like suddenly you're at 20% of the population in the state. I, well, okay, never mind. I was going to say, you know, I just want to, a high percentage in the metro areas, but I mean, the population. You know, before somebody gets on and, and corrects me, I just, I did the math wrong. If you were to extrapolate based on us, it would be 5 million people in the state in the last five years. So <laughs> the numbers clearly don't work with us representing average. <laughs> we, are, we are so, we are so far above average. We just can't do that. <laughs> yes, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Current population of the state of Minnesota is 5.64 million. We got 5 million people on board. We, that, that's a win. <laughs> yeah, that's clearly not the case. You know, <laughs> there's more, you know what, there's more today than there was this time uh, last year. So, hey, I mean, every, every year that number keeps creeping up. I mean, I, again, it's intangible, but I'm proud to, to be one of the people that helps that number grow. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I love sharing my passion of firearms. I love helping people to take some personal responsibility for themselves. And again, you know, I don't, I don't really care about your belief structure, your your reasons. I just want you to help support what I think is very important for me. Yeah, you know, we all got our different reasons as to what's important and what makes us feel best about why we're doing it. Some people are in it for the money. Some people are in it for the teaching aspect. Some people are just out to help people grow and try new things. And I mean, one of my favorites is the kid stuff, the DNR stuff. I I don't particularly enjoy 
teaching that class, but at the end of that class, when everything comes to fruition and those kids get to do their shooting test and they get to go hunting, that part of it for me is, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah, no. I, yeah, and while I'm not a hunter and neither is my daughter, I mean, I certainly get a huge kick out of taking her to the range when we get a chance to go shoot together. Yeah. That's that's a big win in my life. So, for me, I had a one-on-one last night. Uh, was that last, Tuesday night? That was last night. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I had a one-on-one last night, and, you know, it's, she was... She was nervous, never shot a gun. I enjoy those one-on-ones where we, we start in the beginning and they have no clue what to expect. They're super nervous. They're worried. And by the end of it, they're having fun. They're enjoying it. It's, you know, they don't understand why they were so scared of it. They don't understand the, you know, what they were worried about. And they leave incredibly happy. They've learned some valuable skills. Hopefully they're going to continue training, but that's what I love. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, regardless of whether it's a one-on-one or just a test, but when you can take that person from scared to having fun in the course of their time with you, that's that's yeah. a great great experience. Mm-hmm. I had a, a, I had a, an awesome woman last night that she came in and, and I'm not joking. She was one of the most nervous people I've seen in a long time. Right, almost hyperventilating, and you know, it wasn't even one-on-one. We didn't have an hour. We had about 10 minutes, and in that span of 10 minutes, she went from incredibly nervous to uh, more than confident, more than willing to uh, to continue shooting. She was talking to the range about renting a gun while I was moving on to the next student after that. Like, I don't know. It's just it's an enjoyable. I can't explain it. It's kind of an intangible. I, I don't know. I just I love it. I love opening people's eyes to the fact that, hey, you know what? They're not scary. They're not going to just go off randomly. They're not going to hurt you. Aside from being an absolutely, aside from being a great equalizer, right? Puts people on the same plane. Uh, it equalizes force. It's a hell of a lot of fun. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we want to kill the mood and talk about prospective gun control? We're here. <laughs> All right. Hang on a second. I'm show you what I guess what I have here. I uh, stole this from Reddit, but thought it worked well. HR one twenty seven. What is HR 127? It's worse than what you think. So this is proposed legislation right now for uh, for gun control. So under HR 127, every gun owner would have three months from the time that it could potentially be signed into law to report all guns owned, make, model, serial number. We're talking everything, right? Your 22 pistol, your 22 rifle, your 30 at six hunting rifle, your AR-15s, anything. You have to tell the government where you keep your guns. All this is going into a database, which is then publicly available. Gets worse. You would need a license. Uh, You'd have to get a license. You'd have to apply for it. 
21 years of age. Pass a background check. Guess what? You already have to do this for your permit to carry. If you have to buy a gun. Yeah, you're correct. You'd have to pass a psych evaluation, pay for 24 hours of training, which is my biggest complaint about any gun legislation is that it is absolutely uh, aimed. It, it, it's a, I'm blanking on the word, but um, gun legislation is about the most classist thing you can do. It drives up the cost and it takes the, it takes it, out of it's discriminatory against the poor is what you're saying exactly it's gun legislation is gun tax and and 100 you are too poor to defend yourself you don't have enough money to be of value ah oh and you'd have to get that 800 insurance policy from the government every year can't get a license if you've ever been diagnosed with depression so you know random doctor says hey you know what i met you for 20 minutes ah you just have depression you're up you're done no rights restoration any brain disease if the evaluators think you have an alcohol problem oh they get to totally talk to your ex-wife your ex-girlfriends ex-boyfriends ex-husbands because you know they're going to be completely altruistic and tell the truth right exes never lie about about their exes Separate permit for military-style weapons, maximum of 10-round magazine. Uh, antique guns still need to prove ownership, meet all of the requirements. So your curios and relics, your uh, old-school cap and ball pistol, yep, $800 license. You have to go through the evaluation, all that. Uh, you won't be able to openly display them in your own home. You will now have a requirement lock your firearms up in your own home at all times minimum fine fifty thousand dollars ten fifty thousand dollars fifty thousand ten to fifteen years minimum in jail it is the most aggressive bill for gun legislation ever introduced it is in effect, more restrictive than what Canada has. Canada's got some different stuff with types of guns, but more restrictive than what Canada has. Uh, and then just recently, Biden has pushed for, has called on Congress to enact common sense gun refer, reform. And then there's been talk about him potentially legislating through executive order on uh, things like redefining what a gun is for the ATF and potentially executive orders that would change the next check system. So the, an executive order banning guns would likely not carry constitutional weight. Um, yet here we are still without bump stocks. Uh, but he can do things to change how the ATF handles background checks. He could potentially slow them down. He could have them reevaluate what constitutes a firearm, although that one would come under intense legal scrutiny as well, because there is a well-defined um, 
well-defined uh, regulation on you know, what constitutes a firearm, what constitutes a machine gun, things like that. So, guys got your $800 ready and got your psych valve form filled out? I actually don't own any more guns. One of the things that concerns me, I mean, not just how nasty this, this bill is, but it's already been declared that their intention is not to submit any of these things as standalones. They're going to tack them on as addendums to other things that they think are likely to pass in the first place. Okay. Omnibus so bills. debate on these subjects doesn't occur at all anyway. Yeah, omnibus bills. Yet another failing of our government. Yeah, it's going to be a weird one. They don't think it's going to go anywhere this uh, anytime soon. They, there's been a lot of talk about have, have they overplayed their hand, right? Have they they've missed the narrative? I don't want to get like, I'll give it. Here's what gets me the most right now, at least. And I think everyone can agree with this on both sides. The election year takes a lot out of people. Me being one of them. At the end of the election, after the inauguration, I look forward to what can loosely be described as the dead period. Right? <laughs> like, we need a little recoup time. And Mr. Biden, my friend, has gone full force. Yeah. There's no pause. Give me a second. Yeah, I'm still not like back. I'm still not at a point where I'm ready to jump back into it and start paying attention. Oh, it's just it's so exhausting. And maybe that's what they want. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I had hoped between the uh, second impeachment and COVID, they would maybe be distracted for a while, but that didn't work out. Turns out not so much. No, no. Unfortunately, they apparently can multitask. I do think they've overplayed their hand. I do think that their base, which whatever, I'm not part of their base. Um, I think their base went out and bought guns in record numbers in 2020 and are still buying guns in record numbers in 2021. It's easier to get guns now than it is to get ammo, which is stupid. I think we're still dealing with an overwhelming amount of ignorance though. You know, people will make fun in our pro-gun groups that, that, that we tend to, to spend some time in about, you know, the, the anti-gun people talking about clipazines and ghost clips, you know, and, and we make fun of how they don't know guns. It's like, who cares? They're still spending their time making sure you can't have any. But I also think a large portion of those new, more left-leaning gun owners don't understand that they maybe need to start assessing their candidates differently now because their priorities have, have changed, but they're still voting for people who have the, the old priorities and not the new ones. Right. They don't, I, I don't know if there's going to be just a lag for people to catch up or if that's the problem that's going to persist, but I think that's, that's a big part of the problem right now. So I think a lot of those people are not one issue voters, right? I'm, I'm mostly a one issue voter. Right, and it's firearms. Um, and I, I'm not saying that they should be a one-issue voter. They don't have candidates that are going to support gun rights because it's been viewed as political suicide 
on that side of the aisle. And that's what needs to change. If you need. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't that long ago that you could be on either side of the aisle and be pro-gun. And now if you're on the left, you have to be anti-gun to get the support of your party so that you can get reelected. Yeah, I, it, it is political suicide, period. And, and that's a shame because, man, I don't want to. Well, and, and it's easy to look at it from the other side as well. I mean, I'm not saying whether Trump should have been impeached, whether he should have been convicted, but look at the publicity that was thrown on the seven Republicans who voted to, who voted guilty in the impeachment trial. Why do we have to single them out? They did what they thought was right. Why do we have to single out that that was different than what their party said they were supposed to do? Aren't we electing them to do what they think is individually right? Yeah. And now we're holding that against them. Correct. But that's because that's what plays in the media, right? That's, well, that's why I think the two-party system is broken. And that and the career politician are, are the things that, a couple yeah. of the things that have to go. The job of the politician is supposed to be to look out for the good of the people, and now it's to get reelected. And to get reelected, you have to look out for the interest of the party. Yeah, I mean, give me a give me a good candidate that's pro gun. I really probably don't care what side of the aisle they come down on because there's not that much difference. There is not that much difference. If you can give me somebody who's going to stand up, I mean, because let's be honest, Trump wasn't going to stand up for two way rights. He proved that. None of them will. Well, through the balance of 2020, we saw time and time again in which police, I'm not blaming the police, did not and would not come into an area. I get it. I understand. I'm not upset about that. People carjackings right now in Minneapolis are up, what, 500%? Now we're going to take it. Yeah. It is. I think, it, I think it's high force. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to take away your only option, viable, reliable option to defend yourself. Don't give oh me that. I mean, if, if you look at what a police officer implicitly is doing every morning when they strap on the badge and gun is they're going out there and saying the same level of protection that you as a parent would offer your children I'm going to offer to total strangers. I, I mean, that's that's pretty freaking noble and admirable. But then every time they come close to crossing a line, we're all over them, and they 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 just feel totally estranged and yeah, left out. I mean, why why we give them the power to do so? We ask them to do so. We pay them to do so, and then we crucify them when they do. Yeah, you you just you can't have it both ways. And so rightfully so, they said, you know what. On your own. Now we're going to take away. Uh, we're going to take away the only equalizing force, right? Don't don't tell me to use mace. Don't give me this stun gun bullshit, right? You can't mace somebody when you're sitting in a car when they're trying to carjack you. You're going to end up with mace in your in your eyes. You're not going to be able to stun them. Tasers are are at best not reliable. Right. Well, especially in Minnesota in winter, you're going to get those probes <laughs> through seven layers of clothing. I mean, unless you hit them in the face, forget about it. 
Yeah. Can you imagine the lawsuit? If you tase somebody and hit him in the face, oh, you're gonna you're gonna lose all well, your money in court. And that's assuming you just straight up don't get your ass kicked. The taser isn't mm-hmm. oh forever. No. It's off for like five seconds. You have to pull the trigger again to keep it going. Mm-hmm. By then, someone's back on their feet. You know what I mean? Like, there's a reason when a person gets tased, they put them in handcuffs right away. Mm-hmm. The average citizen doesn't have handcuffs with them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what are you going to do when one of those wires breaks? That happens. Wires breaks, you miss a probe. Now you shot this thing off, gave away your one shot. You're, yeah. you're done. Oh, you're done. Yeah. And you know, and it, you escalated the situation now. Yeah, right. There's so much. As Shane and I were both laughing this weekend as we were talking, you know, on the way to and from class and stuff like that about people in class who talked about drawing a gun to de-escalate the situation. <laughs> How you sit there and look at them for a second? Okay, think about what you just said. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is not the movies, people. <laughs> Right, it's it is not. Yeah. Let me be clear. That's a huge mistake. Do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not how it works. Yep. Yeah. No. Let me just go ahead and stop you right there. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. It's just yeah. I don't get it. Like all gun control is um, ultimately breaks down to to poor people tax taxation. Um, you know the catchy. Catchy term. Um, I, I agree with it. Uh, it. Not just armed minorities, armed people are harder to oppress, right? I absolutely agree with that. Oh, it's, yeah, absolutely. It's anecdotal, but there's a lot of evidence to support that. Yeah, you're damn right. It, it's like, um, take it a step further. Yeah, gun control definitely has been racist in America. And now we're going to push it again now that far more minorities are arming themselves as they freaking should. Um, but no, 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 now we need another gun push, right? We've seen, uh, you know, something we're fond of saying is uh, the Second Amendment protects the First Amendment, right? Without the second, take the second, then you're gonna, they're going to take the first. Well, they actually beat us. They took the fourth from us. So they take the fourth, you can get the second, but not have the fourth. You lose the first, and every other one of them falls down. But it's, it's goddamn depressing. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, it, and you know, I don't necessarily believe that this is the intent at the level of the politician. I think at the level of the politician, there's more of a control. But I think if you look at the level of the organization that is against guns. We all have at the basic level the same goal, and that is a safer society. We just think there's a different way that it needs to, from a reality standpoint, be accomplished. And you look at so many of the tactics that are being proposed, and they remind me of you know, the war on drugs from when I was a kid. And geez, let's be honest, I think we need to declare drugs the winner of that war. So clearly those tactics don't work. Well, it was never a war though. I mean, we had the CIA freaking helping them out the whole goddamn time, right? Like it was, it was sold as a war on drugs, but it was anything but an actual war on drugs. Again, it was a, it was a, it was a war on black people in the inner city. It was a war on poor people. 
Like, that's what it was. Like, it was, you know, I'm going to start going into areas I don't need to go into. Um, I don't know. We're going to get this thing, this live band yet. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be banned before we even sign off. I'm going to be kicked out of the group is what's going to happen. Well, but that was coming anyway. Between be the you. first instructor banned from our own group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adrian and I have been talking. Now you're, you're out. You just didn't know it. We're gonna we're gonna tell you after we got off off the class. <laughs> Only gonna get worse. Uh, so my elected representative that I email frequently is uh, Representative Rick Hansen. He is a Democrat. He covers uh, Lilydale, Mendota, Mendota Heights, South St. Paul, West St. Paul. Um, right? Local guy. That's the guy that I should be bugging. Pretty sure I'm on a watch list because of the emails I send him for, for my opinion of um, the gun legislation that he continues to support. Everybody needs to be emailing, calling, bugging, annoying their represent representatives. Yeah, I mean, keep, keep it polite, keep it professional, oh, God, yeah. but keep on it. Yeah. Um, polite, professional. Do not swear. Do not curse. Do not call them names. It doesn't do you or anybody else any good, any good and it probably gets filtered out automatically. Makes Might make you feel, feel good, but... Um, but it can definitely feel like uh, hitting your head against a brick wall, right? Yeah, absolutely. Did I get the same type, uh, the same format email back every time on, you know, common sense gun control, which is dumb and bullshit. Yeah, and, and they don't even get the idea of every time there's a shooting, if you look at it and value, evaluate it, even uh, the, the Buffalo shooting that just was that last week, two weeks ago? Uh, yeah. The guy shouldn't have had guns. So I didn't follow the system, that. The system was in place that should have denied him the guns, yet he had them. We don't need more laws. We need enforcement of the ones that are already there. You know, if 20,000 gun laws didn't get the job done, 20,001 is please. But Jim, you don't understand. I have the perfect gun law. It's going to fix everything. And then I can tell my base, I went out there and I did a good thing. I protected your kids today. All politicians are trash. <laughs> I think if uh, you, know, you were just talking about your representative a little bit ago and you said, be polite, be professional. And that reminded me of a quote from uh, General Mad Dog Mattis. And I think if there were words to live by, this is the time. It goes something to the effect of be polite, be professional, but always have a plan to kill everybody you meet. <laughs> I, I don't know that it was actually him, but another one that I, I like that has been attributed to him was the one about, uh, you know, always carry a knife in case you need to, you know, rip somebody's throat out or if there's cheesecake. <laughs> nice. Hopefully, more cheesecake. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, he's got a ton of good quotes. Oh, yeah. In, in fact, there's some. 
My favorite. There's one. some pretty bad ones as a. In, in all honesty, here. that was my first sign that the Trump presidency was not going to go as well as I'd hoped. Was when he dumped Mattis, and I'm like, oh, Mattis left. Yeah, that was that was the best guy you could have possibly hired for that job, and now he's I gone. Couldn't agree so more. Are, so are my hopes for this presidency. I uh, just pulled it, up some of his quotes. They are amazing. I come in peace. I didn't bring your, I, artillery. But I'm pleading with you with tears in my eyes. If you fuck me, I will fuck with me. I will kill you all. Like badass quote. You know, and 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 he was a he was a decent and honorable man too. You know, he talked about uh, torture, and he said torture. He said I can get more out of a prisoner with a ham sandwich than you can all day with torture. You know, so so he was he was definitely you know that that you know maintain the moral high ground kind of guy too. On top of being, I'm gonna counter. I'm gonna counter that one with number two guys. here. Hmm. <laughs> number two. This is a good one. We, maybe we should just do a show on his quotes. <laughs> there are just some assholes in the world that just need to be shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's sort of the idea behind capital punishment. I mean, the problem is, is we don't agree on which which assholes need to be shot. Yeah, I mean, you can make. We don't argument. agree on who gets to make the decision because I right, feel. Right. I mean, I remember when when the quarantine first hit and the roads got lighter and you know the 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 pollution went down, the dolphins came back in Venice. It's like you know maybe Thanos was right. I just want to be in charge of which half goes. <laughs> uh that's that old phrase it takes all kinds no it don't take all kinds we just got all kinds there are some kinds we could maybe do without there there are some that are good for only being used as a bad example you know what i'm gonna print some of these off and start hanging them up in my house i really like the one great be polite be professional but have a plan to kill everybody you meet because oh that's one of my favorite ones out of his mouth it's it's kind of that what if, like that we talk about in training, right? You need Hope for the best, but plan for the worst, right? I mean, yeah, it's not word for word what we teach, but it it it's the it's the right concept. I don't know. We should start slipping these into the into what we into teach. the PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah, there are hunters and there are victims. By your discipline, you will decide if you are a hunter or a victim. Like there. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know if you guys do, but I will sometimes use the sheep, sheepdog, wolf analogy that, you know, we are sheepdogs, um, you know, so he's just, he's just classifying hunters and, and as, you know, the sheepdog. Admittedly, he's a little more brash because most of these quotes are him talking to a group of 200 Marines, you know. It's right. Yeah. These are not. Different uh, scenario, but. This isn't him providing a, a, a speech to the reporters. It's. Yeah. It's meant for war. Right. Right. Not. Yeah. Although there's some crossover there. I mean, there are some assholes in this world that just need to be shot. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. The problem is so often they're the ones doing the shooting. Unfortunately. Well, the problem is, is even when everybody agrees, there's usually a politician who's, you know, well, we can't be doing that now. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a high point for the pre, uh, Trump presidency for me um, was when he was announced as the Secretary of Defense uh, or, or SecDef. 
thought that yeah, was I mean, that was that was the definite definitely the peak of my optimism about that. Yeah, that was up there. Mm-hmm. That particular regime. Yeah. I do have to say, I, I did see a tweet today that kind of made my day that crosses over into the gun world a little bit. So it was referring to Texas and how they've gotten so cold and everybody's struggling. And somebody made a comment about somewhere in Texas, there's a prepper with 37 machine guns that can't leave the house because he doesn't have a shovel. <laughs> well, I was, I was just talking to, to Joel today. You know, he's down in, in North Texas. And uh, I mean, they've been, they've been down at zero. And I mean, that's, that's a temperature they don't see. And the, the, you know, the gas supply and the electricity, electricity to have been off. It's, it's pretty devastating. You know, I mean, I forward that video of the, the freezing rain on 35W outside of Fort Worth. I mean, I've never seen a pickup fly, pickup truck, full-size half-ton pickup truck fly through the air before that wasn't in a movie. Yeah. So, yeah, we got family down in Fort Worth, Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, Jen's parents and then uh, my cousins. And, you know, they're not very far apart. Um, Jen's parents have had heat the whole time. My cousins have, haven't had uh, heat, uh, power the whole time. Um, it is Armageddon. Jen's dad's been working nonstop because a lot of people aren't able to make it to work. Obviously, they live their whole lives in Minnesota. It's not out of the ordinary for them. Just the last five years that they've been down there, but it's 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 Armageddon. I mean, the bigger picture is not even the people, which is bad enough in itself, but it's the infrastructure just can't handle it. Yeah, I mean, they they just had six inches of snow where Joel is. I think they had six or eight a few days ago, and he said the town of a hundred plus thousand that he's in owns five snowplows. I'm surprised they have five snowplows. Well, I am because this isn't. It snows in Texas every year. Mm-hmm. No, they don't normally get six inches. They don't normally get negative zero, but this is not a new occurrence. So no, they, they shut down, right? Look at Minnesotans don't know how to drive when it freaking snows for the first time in the winter season, right? They don't know how to drive anytime it snows. You got to wait till the well, snow. Clears. They don't know how to drive whether it's snowing or not, but yeah. um, no, it's, it's freaking Armageddon down there. Yeah, you're not wrong. The infrastructure can't handle it. Uh, the other part of it is like, you know, I, yeah, I mean, it snows down there, but normally it melts the next day. So they've never had to have the infrastructure. And just right now, hmm. it, and it isn't there. Coldest records ever. This is one of those five minutes of preparation would go a long way. You know what I mean? Like, people don't know how to warm their houses without electricity. People don't know how to, I mean. People don't know how to warm their houses without killing themselves from carbon <laughs> It makes me wonder, like, how did your ancestors make it this far? Like, how did your family make it this far without being able to improvise, adapt, and overcome? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> idiocracy, idiocracy. I guess, I guess the great toilet paper shortage of 2020 was evidence of idiocracy. <laughs> Who am I? Just a guy. You guys ever seen that movie, Idiocracy? Uh, a few times. Yeah. yeah, just just a few times. The worst part of that movie is it's totally believable too. <laughs> Got electrolyte and shit. <laughs> oh. All right, I think we got about fifty minutes in. Yeah, we did pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you guys want to shit talk on the internet about anything else? Wisconsin sucks. 
Okay, but I mean, yeah. Oh, let me be more clear. Packers suck. <laughs> Wait, it's been a while since we were up here. I had to. Did you see the video of Tom Brady chucking the trophy on the from the boat to the other boat? Oh man, <laughs> Tom Brady. Oh, I love the very first comment I saw after seeing that was like, "Big deal. It's pretty much his anyway." So. <laughs> Have you seen the butthurt that came from the woman who's going to He actually. I need an apology. No, you don't need anything. Move on. <laughs> this is your grandfather's accomplishment, not yours. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Jim, she lost sleep over it. Her feelings mm-hmm. are important. How old was this woman? Does anybody know? India. Oh. So I'd, I'd hate to say it for the fourth time this week, but I will if it applies. Mm. My fucking generation is fucking embarrassing. Um, well, but the silver lining is the generation after me is even worse. So. Yeah, but the generation before, well, the baby boomers screwed it all up. Baby boomers rewrote all the rules, made sure they have fat retirement accounts, screwed it for everybody else. Jim, I have no clue what generation you're in. I feel like you're part of the greatest generation. (laughs) Gen X, okay. Yeah, I think I'm the tail end of of Gen X. And we're too much younger than I am, and you know why. So I think the line is somewhere between my birth date and, and you guys, because you're Y, right? No, we're a millennial, the very, very beginning of the millennial generation. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Like, we're, 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 we're OG millennial, Jim. It's unfortunate, honestly. Because <laughs> I actually see that as a, as a fucking curse word, honestly, at this point, like. Which is weird because millennials are 30 years old and have houses and kids and mortgages and whatnot. Like, it's not, you know, millennials are still tagged as like 20 somethings, but that's moved, you know, or teenagers. Let's move on. We're, we're into the. Oh, you really want to piss this Gen Z off? Call them a millennial. Exactly. Okay. Gen Y and millennials are the same group. Oh, that's okay. what I was thinking. I didn't say it, but I, I thought it was the same thing. Yeah, okay, so yeah, you guys are Gen Y, but it's also known as the Millennials. Yeah, Gen X is 65 to 79, 80. I'm actually more toward the beginning of it. And then Y or Millennials is 81 to 95. Okay. Yeah, the the Millennial generation is currently between 25 and 40 years old. Mm -hmm. I think you know. Yeah, we're a bunch of morons. 72 million of you and only 65 million of me. How many boomers are left? (laughs) Well, all right. This has really gone hard, right? (laughs) All right. Let's call it. Uh, What? Back in two weeks? Or in a week and a half? Two weeks? Yep. Cool. All right, guys. Have a good night. It was fun. See everybody in two weeks. Maybe I can stop this. <laughs>